What does it mean to manufacture a stronger standard? At DeGeist Steelworks, it means to solve challenges and help manufacturers achieve more through our people, our technology, and our belief that anything is possible. This is Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast by DeGeist Steelworks. Welcome to Manufacturing a Stronger Standard by DeGeist Steelworks. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. On this episode and on upcoming episodes of the podcast, we're going to be looking at the labor landscape in manufacturing and just kind of breaking it down from different angles. And we're going to take a look at some of the recent trends and also how DeGeist is taking a different approach to some of these trends. And we want to start off by talking about a recent article from CNBC that announced that manufacturers are set to spend $26.2 billion on upskilling their workforce in 2020. And joining me to talk about what that looks like and the tangible effects and how DeGeist is doing it a little bit differently is Derek DeGeist, the president at DeGeist Steelworks and Lesta USA. Derek, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Uh, thanks for having me. This is a topic that we're very passionate about and uh, I really like to talk about. So I'm excited. I'm excited for today. Absolutely. I, I am too, because this is a really, really interesting topic, especially as it relates to manufacturing. So a recent study said that nearly 70% of manufacturers said they are creating or expanding training programs for their workforce. And I know just from talking to you that you guys are taking steps to do the same thing, but you're taking a little bit of a different approach. Can you kind of explain how you are you know, trying to uh, expand training programs, but what you're doing differently than other people? Sure. I mean, to say that we're expanding on programs and you're working on processes is kind of an ominous thing, even $26.2 billion. Holy cow, what does that mean uh, for just general <laughs> industry and manufacturing? That's a giant number. It's uh, numbers that are hard to fathom. Um, but to, to break that down into something a little bit simpler, at DeGee Steelworks, the way that we're looking at um, helping empower our employees and move them up um, to be able to grow in their career is that we're looking at uh, software uh, development and other technology and automation that we can add into to enhance that um, experience and to be able to take the, the knowledge base that they already have and find new ways to be able to multiply their efforts. So that's kind of a big key uh, for what we uh, for focuses in our shop for ways to help empower our employees. So can you provide like a, a, a tangible example of what that looks like, right? Because I know we've talked about the self-learning robot uh, in the past on this podcast. So how maybe would that play in as an example of, you know, uh, making an employee more efficient and therefore upskilling them in a way that allows them to maybe focus on higher level things and higher level projects? Sure. Um, the thing about Lesta and Lesta USA is as we looked at bringing on the self-learning uh, robotic technology that we found was that it, al it allowed us to take our, our painter, um, who right now used to, I guess he used to, every, every day uh, would crawl around repeating um, underneath uh, trailers and on trying to get up on ladders and going around um, um, objects with a full paint suit on and mixing paint. Uh, that it was, it's a very caustic, uh, can be a dangerous environment, not a healthy environment to, to, to be in. Um, and also, uh, it's hard on your body. Um, so we found a way with the self-learning robotic technology that we, we can take our painter and the knowledge and the skills that they have, the ways that they've learned how to attack and, and paint their parts and the nuances that they had that they would apply in every day. And they now can work with and train and teach a robot to do what they're doing. So it becomes an extension of their knowledge. And so that allowed the robot to do the, the, 
the labor, repetitive labor part, and them to be able to work on other other skills of um, enhancing the our system, our line, finding better ways to to efficiently uh, hang a part, or how we can package it, or how we're applying the paint and the different mix that we're using, and we're dialing in our mill thicknesses on our paints and looking for better ways to do stuff instead of finding a way to get through the day to be able to meet the quota that we needed for our commitments to our customers. And so what that allowed our painter to do in our situation was he went from wearing his paint suit with the full uh, hazmat suit on all day long to now he's, he's walking around half the day with a with a, a, a tablet in his hand um, running the system. So yeah, that's pretty incredible, right? Because I think when you talk about doing educational trainings or you know expanding workplace training and whatnot, you think of having somebody sit in a classroom or you know, like, sit down and kind of have a more school-like approach. But what you're doing is actually not taking them out of what they do, just expanding what they're capable of doing. And the other angle to this that I think is really interesting is that when you're talking about a painter, you're talking about somebody who, as you mentioned, it's not always the safest work environment. It's certainly hard on the body doing that day in, day out. And so now you have a a healthier employee, you have a safer employee, which tends to translate to a happier employee, right? Which is what people are looking for anyways. Happier employees are probably more productive employees. I, we kind of look at more as as an, as an engagement. They're, they're actively engaged and uh, locked into what they're doing and to finding ways, like I said, not just to get through the day or trying to get to 4.30, but we, we've got team members coming up now, not just in paint, but in other areas of our shop coming up and saying, uh, I was thinking last night about this. And I think that if we, if we change how this part's being packaged or this part's coming in there, I think that we could gain some more time on it. You know? And that's the things that gets me super excited is when we come in that people, people are thinking about in, in a good way, work when they're not at work because they're they want it to do better and they want to continue to improve and and that's what what really gets me excited is when I see um, our other uh, team members coming in and coming up with with new ideas to be able to do things better and that's and that's uh, one of the upskill uh, factors of, that that a lot of places are doing and and uh, if you're not in manufacturing that's something that uh, it's really neat to see that there's so many ways to improve. Uh, the process. And it's the exciting thing about manufacturing. It's such a dynamic uh, career in all facets from uh, fabrication to welding to the paint side, packaging to even uh, just the management and uh, the leadership side of this. It's, it's really a cool thing. So it goes past just looking for ways to improve not just their, their workstation or their department, but even looking at the ways that they fit into upstream and downstream the flow of, of the parts, which is how we, we give them the information. So we created software that has uh, that gave them the tools to see what's happening. So they'll come up and say, if I could just know how many more jobs have this type of dye that I need to be able to use or this material, I could I could do this one more efficiently to get through this. Or so we're finding different ways to use technology and our software to to present them with information to let them make make the just make the good decisions and to get them an educated chance to be able to improve. And so the more information that you give them, it seems like the more they want. But uh, that's also the more refined that we get that process and we're giving them the tools to help them help their teammates improve that entire process, which is really fun. So you would say it's, it's not an exaggeration to say something along the lines of technology and education 
and, uh, and software and, and what you've been able to implement has really empowered your employees um, more so than taking jobs away, right? Because I think some people get concerned that, oh, a robot's going to come in and take someone's job. But really, in this case, what it's done is it's empowered your employees to look a little bit higher level and to think more about the process as a whole. It, absolutely. It, it has empowered them, our, our employees, but also um, it's the automation robotics uh, has not taken jobs it's it's taken it, it has created careers so it took jobs that we couldn't fill or that were not wanted and we're able to make a career that people want to be involved in or even an industry as a whole and so part of that also means is that when we upskill someone and then create that from the upskill a job to a career that's what also makes it a sought after position and keeps people more engaged so um, we are, it is a very educational factor, but also then creating that, that, that transition. And as an example, in that paint, in the paint side is a job that historically in our industry is impossible to fill. And now that we have, we've really joined in, uh, in the, the paint and finishing industry, I hear from our peers all over everywhere. They can't find any painters, can't find painters. Everyone the same. We're turning away work because I don't have anyone that's two of my painters didn't show up or they can't find anyone that wants to do it. And so, now at our facility, after we've uh, incorporated this, uh, the upskilling of the self-learning robotic technology and creating these platforms of our software to help give our paint team the information to be able to, to actively be involved in deciding the outcome of the day, um, we have a waiting list of people that want to be work as a painter in our in our facility. That's really fascinating. And this has been a really cool look at just maybe a different look at how to train employees, how to expand what they're able to do, and uh, really upskilling in, in a unique and fun fashion. And so, Derek, this has been a great conversation. I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation about uh, the labor landscape and manufacturing coming up on the next episode of Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. Thanks for chatting with me today about this, Tyler. Uh, workforce development and upskilling your workforce is a very passionate topic for me. And I would encourage if you're in manufacturing or think about manufacturing, it's a very dynamic career. But there is a huge gap in uh, workers and, and people going into the industry. And I'd like to encourage you that technology, software development, and uh, automation and robotics are awesome ways to be able to continue to upskill workers and be able to make it a dynamic, interesting career uh, for uh, years to come. And everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to tune in to following episodes as we continue to look at labor and manufacturing. You can find all of these episodes on iTunes or Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can also find them on the DeGeest Steelworks website as well. So make sure to go ahead there for more information. Like I said earlier, I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back soon. Music